Hey guys, before we get started today, I just wanted to let you know that we have a map for the dungeon in this episode. It's available at tpk.games or patreon.com slash tpkg. This is so that you guys have something to look at while we're running through this dungeon and you can feel the suspense that our players do. So that's all we needed to let you guys know. Please continue on with the episode. Daring adventurers, dastardly villains, and dangerous climbs. This is Brutal Critical. <laughs> Welcome back to Brutal Critical, everyone. I am your illustrious DM, Michael Merritt, and with me are my ever-stalwart players. Playing Fuster Delir, we have Sam Capic. Your free trial of Smartass has run out. Please enter your credit card information to restart your subscription. <laughs> I think that's your best one yet. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Stigander Erlingson, we have Gordon Proctor. I'm a $199 premium. One charge for life. Oh, you're like you're like one of those cheap only fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing your Anna Robert, we have Savannah Merritt. A luxury good that you don't know about because you're not rich enough. Oh <gasps> like <laughs> silk. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my brain immediately went to like Civ Six. It's like, ooh, luxury goods, silk, oil. <laughs> Whoa, that's an industry good, and it just pops up on the map when you enter the industrial age. Yeah, <laughs> just like in real life. Yeah, yeah. just like oil in real life. Oil didn't spawn until we're ready for trains. <laughs> trains actually made the oil come out. Yeah, it was the vibration from the tracks when they were I building it. it. <laughs> and from coal to oil very quickly. <laughs> Genesis 1-1, and on the first day, Henry Ford created oil to run his cars. <laughs> and the Lord said, this is good. <laughs> the second day, the invisible hand came down and put trains down and said, yeah, yeah. That's right. On the third day, God killed the dinosaurs because that's they they didn't know about Jesus. <laughs> oh boy! So what happened on our last episode of uh, Ryman Frost Maiden? Yeah, I, I apologize. We don't mean to alienate viewers. We're just fucking around. <laughs> Last time on Rhyme of the Frostmate. Don't, don't, don't pressure me to do my job. I can do my job just fine. Thank you. <laughs> Last time on Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, you confronted your past diseases? Maybe? We're not sure yet because Stag appeared as a gnome, so we don't know what's going on. But everybody else dealt with past grievances, past heartbreaks, things that basically me messed, messed them up real good. Messed them up real good. 
and all at the hands of Kadroth, the master illusionist? Wizard? Who knows? You didn't really get a chance to uh, find out what his deal was, because even though you guys had a pleasant conversation, you you didn't you didn't really find out much about him. He Thanos snapped us. And then yeah, he did. Hi. <laughs> yeah, he did. Steg went behind him, and he was like, "Cool beans, kapow." <laughs> And so, slowly, one by one, you snapped out of it. Our resident rogue, the first to do so. And after unsuccessfully rousing his friends, he went, hmm, time to go find a spellcaster. And promptly went off by himself into the dungeon. (laughs) As you do. Yeah. Where he explored the cistern of the castle and found a some kind of weird like altar thing with a person frozen inside a big block of ice or something with chains around it and was promptly kazapped for getting too close and a familiar voice echoed through the chamber oh silver tongue you always get yourselves in these situations so, that's where we find our adventurers. Fwester off somewhere. <laughs> Yora trying to wake Steg. And Steg happily dreaming away. Fwester actually in danger this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. So we'll start this off with a... Um, with a Steg charisma saving throw. Natural 20. Let's hey, go. wow. Yeehaw. First roll. <laughs> he had a sense. Uh, Fuester's I rolled danger. single digits all last episode, okay? It's time. <laughs> I think so, I earned that one. So, the professor uh, recoils in horror as the whoosh of cold wind sweeps through the ancient city. And the laughter turns into a cackle, turns into a maniacal, screeching, insane, cacophonous laugh. It grows in intensity as the city is shrouded in darkness. And then Steg comes too, as Yora is slapping him around, trying to wake him up. And he holds for a second and then falls off of the wall. Yor, make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, uh, alrighty. That's a three. <laughs> Steg, you come off and you lock eyes with Yora uh, as she goes, oh! And then you, you just... <laughs> just just land all in a tangle. <laughs> uh, oh my I'm oh, sorry. You're... Please give me a moment to collect myself. <laughs> and he's gonna try and like roll off one way or the other. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like uh, 
Yora does uh, is tries to move in the same direction, and so they're like, they're like, like no, just like put your knee over here and when you're trying yeah. to walk around somebody. <laughs> it's, it's a, put your knee over here. No, that do not touch that. This is goes this way. Like, I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Steg strikes me as that guy in an anime who gets a nosebleed every time a, a cute girl shows up. Like, just goes... <laughs> gets knocked out by his own nosebleed. <laughs> well, he passed out due to blood loss. What happened? I just walked in here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's a weird dude. <laughs> when He's we, a strange uh... one. Yeah. Yours gonna, as we're like, we're untangling, yours gonna go, you gotta at least buy me a drink first, Steg, um, and stand up. Be like, are you good? And offer him her hand to like help him up. I'll take it. Where is Wester? That's an excellent question. I do that, I do not know the answer to. <laughs> oh no. You also feel strange, especially Yora, who has who's more attuned, obviously, to magic. The castle has taken on where where before it was like very dungeony, but also like lived in. You could hear the echoes of voices like far off and stuff. This is now a a dank, like but silent almost overbearing silent like, like the silence that through. rings in your ears yes where you can hear the blood pumping and it's silent like a tomb I hate that yep and even worse when you speak before like your voices would echo and it's almost like the sound doesn't travel beyond like the length of your arm basically like, like it's you can hear each other. Muffled. Yeah, even talking to each other. Like if you walk across the room from each other, it's your voices are muffled. Oh, Steg, I'm not really liking this. No. <laughs> I've never really told anybody this, but I'm not a big horror fan. <laughs> I prefer oh, you came to the wrong fucking place <laughs> over situational you in the wrong neighborhood <laughs> can Yora do uh, some or can Yora do an insight check to see if she thinks that this is a uh, magically induced you silence you most certainly can That is yikes. I have a plus for an insight and I just rolled a five. So that's going to be a nine. Oh my God. So you can't really tell if this is magical, but with a nine insight roll, I'll let you roll a perception check. Ooh. Okay. We're going to find some wibbly wobbly magics. That's a four plus my two perception. That's oh, a six. Oh, no. 
Nope. You're... You kind of, like... You go... Smells fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't smell almonds or toast. Everything's fine. (laughs) Uh, Alright. But now, Fluster is missing. The two of you are together. Also, the fire that was in that fireplace has died. Completely out. Is it cold? Just, just coals. Coals or cold? Coals. Okay. So it's probably been a while. Yeah, that's we... very that's very disorienting because now you have no idea how much time has passed. Yeah. I think something clearly happened. I don't know how long we were out for, but I think priority number one, find Fester. Agreed. Priority number two, figure out what the hell happened here. Less concerned with that. Agreed, agreed. More Um, concerned with Fester and our initial goal. Then let's... Let's go find him. Let's go find the little guy. Is there... So there's there's two doors in this room, right? There's the west-facing door and the south-facing door? Yes. The west one is the passage we came through, correct? Yes. Okay. Yora is going to... Um, if Steg's ready to go, if we've gotten our bearings, Yora's going to go to the south uh, door and okay. slowly yep. open it. Okay. You, the the door doesn't even creak when it opens. It almost slides silently open. Hmm. Which is concerning. Disconcerting. Yeah. What's in yes. the uh, What's in the other room? What can I see? This looks like a living room of sorts. Like, is it the same smoking room? That uh, yeah, it's like a den. Describes. Okay. Yes, it's a smoker. It's it's a smoking room. Like leather, all other furniture. Another fireplace, a table, and tables. Yep, an armoire and a bookshelf. Uh, in on the walls, large plush rug. The fire that I had previously described is obviously out, doused by Wester before. Uh, if our our listeners remember yep you guys obviously wouldn't know that so this is just even more unusual <laughs> it was just another fire that's out yeah. but standing drowsily next to the door is a cultist in armor and a mask grab him yeah Yora is going to uh to uh Oh, he's got a mask on. Well, she's gonna grab him and shove her hand inside the uh, the mask so that she's covering the the mouth and kind of hold him hold him by uh, the neck. So one arm around the neck, the other arm covering his mouth. Okay. As you reach up there, you can feel like the frostbitten, desiccated flesh around his mouth. Uh, that reaches up past where you where you grab grab onto. Gross. He, he as you pull him back, he doesn't seem to respond 
at all to to that to that attack. I imagine what Yora does is is she's like priming herself. She's ready to go. She's not very sneaky, and she has this burst of adrenaline. She runs, grabs him, pulls him into the room, and is like, like completely bracing her body for for this cultist to to move, and nothing happens, and she's just like there, all taut. <laughs> and looks so, at Stag and goes, I think he's asleep. So as you move as you move your body like quickly, uh, it's almost like you're moving through water. Like there's resistance on your arms and your body. And as you drag him, his body also seems to move in almost a slow motion, kind of drag through the water feeling. Now everything comes back to rest like normal when you're done and you can definitely breathe like you're not underwater but it's got that flowy feel to it like a time dilation kind of feel yeah okay yours gonna lower the cultist to the ground and lay him down if he's not struggling okay he's not he's not at all he's kind of making this strange a wheezing noise now that you're closer to him that from a little bit further off sounded like like maybe snoring but as you get closer you realize it's not snoring it's labored breathing yours gonna take the mask off okay this guy looks like his entire face is in the late stages of frostbite like falling off his lipless mouth is hanging open. His swollen tongue is falling out. The tip of his nose is is desiccated and, and almost crispy. His ears are completely off. His lidless eyes are a milky white. You can almost barely see the irises. Uh, and coursing over his face are these are these like purplish blue veins of of cold like like almost burns on his flesh he's in he's in the late stages of something <laughs> I don't think this guy's going to be much of an issue no as you guys are kind of talking to each other Yora Make an intelligence saving throw. Yours is not very good at those. <laughs> for the listeners at home. That's a three. I'm, oh, I'm not going to use this dice anymore. I'm going to use a different one. Uh, time for it to go to jail. Absolutely. It gets time out. Um, yeah, so that's a three. As you're looking on, the skin on his face seems to kind of ripple and bulge a little bit and then you hear in your head please 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 save us please they have taken us we do not belong here we need to be free Please, Please, we are prisoners. I don't like that this came after a failed intelligence saving throw. Um, 
Can just Yora hear that? Yes, just Yora. Okay. Okay. It's inside uh, your head. Yora's going to think. Who are you? Who who where who are you and where are you? We do not we do know. Not, no, 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 no. It is dark. Dark, 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 dark. We are very young. But we have a we sense have a that sense we are failed. 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 That all we have all ever, we known ever known is failure. 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 Whatever our Whatever purpose, our purpose was, 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 before we were even conscious, we were wrong. We did not achieve it. We are failure. Yours first thought is uh, predestination's bullshit, and nobody's a failure just because uh, they don't live up to some sort of stupid uh, role assigned to them by somebody else. And she's gonna say, "Stag, I'm hearing voices." <laughs> No, not you too. Not in the normal way, though. I think that this corpse or this person is talking to me. There's some sort of... I don't know. There's some sort of souls or beings that are trapped here at the castle. um, And they want to be free. The last corpse that talked killed Wester and nearly killed us. We should get rid of this. Immediately. Probably a good idea. And Yor is going to think... Please. Please do not let him hurt us. us. We just want to be free. Going to think and speak simultaneously. Are you in this body? Yes. 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 We are not strong enough to break free. Please, 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 We do not we want, do not to, want die. to die. We want to live. they want to live. Doesn't everything deserve to live? Yes, but I do not have a good answer for you. <laughs> Corpse people, how, if we were to free you, how would we go about that? Please, please, I know it is a lot to ask. We would not ask this of you if it was not important. But you must kill the individual. Or else we will never escape. Can we Can Yora do an insight check on this to see the see the vibes? She's not very smart, but she's she's very good at reading people. Sure. Check if you will. Yeah, vibe. Do a vibe, do a vibe check. Okay. Come on, come on. Mmm. 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 That's a twenty-two. There it is. You get the vibes of desperation and fear. All they want to do is not to die 
inside this body for whatever reason. However, this thing is a prison for it. Maybe it's a spirit of some kind trapped within. It's hard to tell, but the the vibe you get is one of desperation and fear more than anything else. No malice? No. Almost seems incapable of malice. Corpse people, if I let you go, do you promise not to hurt anybody? If we are released, we can escape and get away from the masters. Who are the masters? Those who put us here. Those who created us. And those who decided that we had failed. Yours going to relay this to Stag and say, I think I'm going to do it. Would you like some assistance? I would, actually. Thank you. And I guess... What can we do? Oh, Yora's gonna take her cloak mm-hmm. and uh, suffocate the guy. Jeez. Better than what I was gonna do. What okay. were you gonna do? Nicer. Snap his neck. Uh, can you give me moral support, please, Steg? <laughs> so, as you cover... <laughs> as you cover this this frostbitten individual's mouth and nose up with your cloak. The body begins to jerk and kind of stutter. And it, it doesn't reach up to fight you. And eventually it relaxes. And the cultist dies. What do you do? I take the, I take the cloak off, I guess. Okay. And put it back on. You're just going to wear it? That's my cloak. That's it's mine. Not like he, it's not like he bled all over it. Yeah. It is Wait, gross, so... frostbitten mouth. This is true. <laughs> but it, it's frozen, you know? It, it's not like I really... Uh, mm, doing yeah, anything. I guess. Did nothing like... Did I hear anything? Um, did I see anything? The corpse is still. Uh, corpse people? Are you there? We are free. Uh, and the body jerks. Once. Twice. The limbs kind of flail. And the forehead bulges out. There's a sound like a, like a cracking walnut. Uh, and then the head explodes. And if you want to look in your journal, the head explodes, sending skull fragments all over the place, splattering with blood and skin. And what is left is a... what looks like a humanoid brain, but the center is rimmed with like the the center whatever it's called cleft of the brain I guess is 
rimmed with teeth. And it stands on four little muscular legs, dragging the brainstem behind it like a tail. Nope. I'm rolling initiative. Oh, you're going to attack it? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. I don't understand spirits, but I do understand brains with legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're rolling into initiative? Or uh, just a surprise attack, whatever you want me to do with it. You can roll initiative because you weren't really prepared to smash anything. Okay. And it'll roll initiative as well. Uh, I guess I should too. Well, are you attacking or are you, what are you doing? You, you well, don't I, have to roll initiative. Well, I guess my initiative would be to talk to it in a turn, you know? Okay, you'll just go last. Okay, deal. What was your initiative? 22. You're definitely first. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got a five, so... <laughs> It's kind of like scrambling around in the muck that it just released as the body pours out like this kind of greenish black like ichor from the stump that was the neck. And it's kind of getting up and getting its legs underneath it. You can see a whip-like glowing blue appendage that's kind of wiggling around in the filth, almost like a sensory a sensory tentacle, like a I guess. Single antenna. Yeah, of. it's coming from underneath the the brain itself, and it's like like whipping through. Oh, everything about this is mind-bogglingly horrifying. So, I'm gonna need you to roll your attack with disadvantage. Okay. Just because, just for this round. Because, Just because it's like adjusting to the shock of it. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> All right. Does a 15 hit? A 15 will hit. Okay. For a reflexive nine damage. Just. Oh! Ah, yeah. Gross. Yowza! All right, it's going to. You're gonna catch it as it's as it's like skittering to the side. All it has is natural armor, so it like you obviously couldn't get a full like blow to the to the brain. Yeah. Uh, but you managed to clip one of its one of its legs, and it skitters off to the side and wiggles that little thing at you, and you feel an incredible pressure on your brain. I'm going to need you to roll... Hell no. I'm going to need you to roll an intelligence saving throw. Fuck. That's a crit fail. No way, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. (laughs) So this thing is going to concentrate itself on you. It's going to, like, square its little legs up. And it is going to use its ability consume mind. It was There's DC not much there. It was a DC thirteen intelligence <laughs> save, and you will take oh, with a crit fail. <laughs> oh my god! You will take 
3d10 psychic damage. Yowzers. And you failed the saving throw by five or more. So your intelligence score is reduced to zero. For 25 psychic damage. I am unconscioso. And you're, yeah, you would have been targeted. You would have been incapacitated whether you were down or not. Well, I have zero <laughs> HP, so. Okay, cool. And then it starts to, it starts to stalk over to your, your body, your unconscious body. Fuck no. This is what Yora says. Do I, do I, since I was last on initiative, do I get to do, do my thing? Now you can do your thing. Yeah. That's all, that's all I could do. Okay. Yora just saw this go down and saw Steg, Steg get bodied. for you, okay. uh, you physically felt that that force, and that is a force you have felt before. Those are psionics. And you oh. know very goddamn well what psionics are, because you, you had a sister, a half-sister, an elven half-sister, who was a scion. And basically they were or she was experimented on until it enhanced her abilities and as far as you know like she died in the process but as you as kids you you like she would always be like floating apples over to you and stuff with her with her telekinetic abilities and so you felt that mind blast before because when she would get angry she would throw your father across the room with her mind and you're like oh what the fuck? <laughs> fuck no. Um, Yora is going to uh, uh, see this 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 thing and see that it's down to Stag and go uh, straight uh, drop him. Get away from him, you bitch! <laughs> and uh, uh, she's going to cast Guiding Bolt. Um, oh so shit! She's going to. Uh, to point her mace at the uh, at this creature okay. and say Moon Mother defend us! And um, that is a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Mm. Roll me some dammies. Alrighty. That is 4d6 damage. So uh, the first two d6s are a three and a six, so that's a nine. And then we got a six and a one, so that's nine plus a seven. What's 15. it called? Yeah. Sixteen. 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 Okay. You, uh, you call upon the holy power of your goddess and fire out this blue bolt of energy and it it streaks across the room and strikes the the uh, the creature on the side and tosses it across the room. It's it's bitty. It's not like this huge nasty monster. It's about the size of like a house cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brain is the size of a humanoid brain. So it just like, 
and it tumbles across the floor and regains its footing. Uh, it seems to shake itself and then says in your in your brain, why does she, why attack, does she attack us? Attack us? She, she, the liberated. liberated. Why? 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 You attacked my friend. You attacked Steg. We were only only defending ourselves. But you're gross. But you... (laughs) Sorry. That is a matter of opinion, sir. There. Are you going to keep attacking us? Um, And she has her mace still pointed at this thing. Steg is a dear one to me. I will suffer no attacks against him further. Allow us to leave. And we will bother her no more. Can I do an insight check again? To see uh, uh, the current bad vibes? Sure. Another vibe check. Yeah. Because something this gross can't be reasonable. That's a that's a ten. Is if this just... thing had eyes, you you would imagine it was darting, looking for exits. It's kind of it has that body language of like, I okay, I'm gonna dodge this way, dodge that way, get out the door, or go up the chimney, or go out the other door. Like a cat yeah. trying to get around you when they want to go outside. <laughs> um, yours going to flick her mace to the door and say uh, leave and hurt no more hurt people no more without a further word it streaks out the door that you came in inside the castle and disappears into the night you guys are out of combat oh yours like all like 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 tough woman um, with her mace (laughs) and then she's gonna go Oh my god, Steg. Uh, <laughs> and go see if he's alive. Steg, make a uh, death saving throw. 11. Okay, you passed. Do I get to go? Uh, yes. Or is he? Okay. I'll do a, I'll do a, 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 what's it called? A stabilize on, on the, on the Stagander. Medicine check? Yes. Okay. You're just stabilizing him? Yes, with a dirty 20. I believe with the medicine oh. kit, you can just do it as an action? Yeah. I might be wrong. Oh. Well, no, it's a, it's just like any other tool set. Okay. Oh, okay. No, you're talking about healer's kit. Healer's kit. I am talking about healer's kit. <laughs> yeah, it's just an action then. Yeah. You can uh, just use it. Yeah, just oh. stabilize. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just use the charge. Well, I just I just rolled a, a dirty twenty. So okay. So either um, way, it didn't matter. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't yeah. use a charge then, I suppose. <laughs> um. So he seems to his breath seems to slow and normalize, and he seems unconscious. I'll hold both hands out, and I'll like hesitate for a second. And then put them on his chest and say, (laughs) 
Moon Mother, aid this one, please. And uh, do cure wounds. Okay. Four, ba ba ba. Let me see. That should be for me. Ciao! Hell yeah! That is an 11 plus 2. So a, uh, a 13. Cool. Uh, the silvery blue light bathes over Stag, and uh, his injuries from previous fights seem to kind of sew themselves up as well, uh, stitch themselves into scars. And he looks overall healthier but he is still absolutely unconscious. This sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yours going to, I guess, put him over her shoulder and um, walk out into that main room. Okay, do uh, do a athletics check for me. Okay, let's see. That's gonna be. Uh, I'm good at that. Am I? That's a four. Stag dead weight is heavy. God, he he he's dense. Yeah, he he has a his muscle density is pretty intense. Intensely dense. Intense. <laughs> Intense. <laughs> so, you're probably going to be dragging him instead of lifting him. Uh, you're either going to be dragging him and moving at normal speed or carrying him and moving at half speed, like difficult terrain. Okay. At the moment, I'll just, I will uh, carry him. And move okay. at half speed. You so you walked out to the main room, mm-hmm. uh, to the east, the big, the big banquet hall, like the great, the great hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, you see the the lines of tables, uh, the candles burning in the chandeliers are burning down to stumps, and uh, the cold is starting to creep into the room at the edges of in the corners of the room and on the edges of like the great windows and the doors and stuff the frost is starting to build up Uh, the fire in here has long gone out and in here you see a person in servant's garb standing near one of the tables supposedly there to clean up the dinner that was le- that's left all over the tables. Are they alive? They're just standing there. They haven't noticed me yet. No. Uh, Yora is going to try and walk and get a better view of their face. Okay. She, what she's going to do is she's going to walk, she's going to edge towards the southern entrance, the entrance to the Great Hall, um, okay. along the corners. 
Okay. Uh, as you edge around, you're actually not very quiet at all. No. Kind of like heavy footsteps. So. I, I have a giant and plate armor on. Yeah, so you you are clanking, clankadankin'. Uh, but the servant doesn't react at all. Hey! And nothing. Well, Seg, I think this keeps getting weirder. Um, <laughs> she's gonna, like, pat him on the head. Yora will walk so that she's on the other side of the tables, on the east side of the tables, across from the servant. Oh, okay. I was like, the serpent? What the? <laughs> it's the you mean the rug? <laughs> no, didn't you the say servant, that this not servant, servant. Not serpent. I thought you said serpent. I was like, there's no serpent in here <laughs> that we know. Okay. Of. Yeah. So you're opposite mm-hmm. of the servant. Make a perception check for me. I would love to make a perception check for you. Nope, that's a five. Okay. The only thing that you notice is that this is not, this person is not wearing a cultist mask and doesn't have the frostbite. Like, that's glaringly obvious. What's your passive perception? My passive perception? That is my... um, Wisdom score. Wisdom score is a 15. Okay, so... You can also see the servant is standing there with their head tilted back slightly, their arms limp at their sides. And every once in a while, they make kind of a weird, like, quick jerking motion. I've learned my lesson. I'm not touching that. Uh (laughs) And, And you can hear the sounds of snoring. Nope, 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 nope. I've learned my lesson. I have. Uh, my friend is is basically. Some of us dead. do learn lessons. <laughs> um, so the layout of this room is there's two doors on the east side. Mm-hmm. There's a door to the north, right to the right of the stairs leading up, and you can't tell here because it's just a bad drawing. But there's actually stairs right here and right here. They go upward. They go up into a second, up to the second floor. Oh, those, on the uh, northeastern right. or northwestern sides. Yes, where those sconce-looking things are right here. Mm-hmm. There's actually stairs there. I don't know why this map has the sconces there, but those are stairs that go up. What? Are they like spiral uh, staircase? No, no, no. Ooh. It's a ramp. It just whoop uh, right up to the next level. Yep. It goes sure. straight. It goes straight this way. It's actually over like the doors on the lower like this is a landing up here to the to the southwest and southeast those are landings like mm. up above in the on the next floor okay hmm. well if i were fwester what would i do of course i don't even know if fwester's in this plane of existence inside i don't know anything <laughs> inside check to get into fwester's head Right? <laughs> Five check. <laughs> um, Yora is first going to peek out the grand um, the grand doorway 
to see what she sees. Okay. Uh, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. A blizzard has blown in. Oh, well. And it is full full nighttime now. Like night-night, not twilight, but night-night. And that's why the the room in here is starting to frost, is it's a pretty vicious uh, blizzard. The wind is howling and rattling the windows. You can barely hear over the sound of the wind the guard cultists shouting at each other from the tops of the uh, battlements. Shoot. Okay. Well, you're a completionist, and mm-hmm. um, I guess <laughs> the only way the only way to really to really figure this out is to just methodically go through it. Um, so she is going to walk to the top or to the northern end and try that door that's next or that's on the uh, eastern side. Okay, so not the the one next to the stairs. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's unlocked, and it leads to a passage that spirals downward, uh, and further off you can hear dripping, dripping sounds. Hmm. This might be a good place to ride out a blizzard. Hmm. Is this what Fwester would do? I don't know. I don't know what Fwester would do. He's so slippery. Uh, oh, slippery. Oh, shoot. There's a tiefling downstairs. He's been looking for a tiefling. Supposedly, yeah. I bet Yora's talking to Steg. Um, I bet <laughs> this is where Fwester went. Steg does not answer. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, you're always there for me, buddy. Um, Such <laughs> yours, a good listener, isn't he? <laughs> you know, most guys would just talk over me. They would try to give me advice. They would tell me how to solve this problem rather than just listening. Um, she's been alone for like five minutes and she's already going crazy. <laughs> she's having real castaway vibes right now. She's losing it. <laughs> isn't that right, Wilson? I mean, Stag. <laughs> um, she's going to go. She's going to go down. Because now okay. she remembered that Fwester has a person that he's looking for. And it's going to always be warmer underground than it would be above ground. Yes. So you head down to... We're going to have your token just be your token right now. Okay. You head down to the cistern. You're in a narrow corridor that leads to a set of stone steps that descends into icy water underneath an arched ceiling. As you walk forward to like take a look at the icy water, you can see the room with the bodies in it to, your, uh, to the north. C-17 for everyone who has a map. So to the north, there's a room filled with bodies. Yes carefully wrapped bodies wrapped in cloth oh funeral prepared bodies yes and as you look out along the water you can see a rowboat tied to a little post 
near a corridor that leads to the south. Sorry about the boat. <laughs> really didn't uh, expect it to end up like this. Um, Yora's gonna look around. Uh, there's no other. There's no other form of transportation for the water. Nope. And the water is not waiting depth. It's it, swimming depth. Yeah, it drops immediately to eight feet deep. Yora's gonna. Yora's gonna put Stag down. She's gonna lean him against the southern wall and go, Stag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dokey dokey. <laughs> um, and out of. Uh, their bag. She's going to get a drought of uh, honey hawk mead. Okay. Which staves off the effects of cold for for uh, one hour. Correct. Thirty minutes. It's one hour. It's one hour. It's one hour. Yeah. Cool. I would never, ever, ever make anything thirty minutes because. The idea of making something half of anything in D&D makes me upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even like weighing you down to the point where you have half your movement. More math than necessary is un- is, is upsetting. <laughs> um, perfect. Then I then yours going to take a drink mm-hmm. and get in the water and start swimming. It's- bitterly cold. It's not hurting you right now, but you could tell it would be if you were if you did not have the honeyhawk. Also, it seems to be well below freezing and yet is not frozen. Which belies it may not be water. <laughs> For you beautiful bitch. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but she's going to, uh, yours going to swim up to C19, um, okay. which is the, there's a passage on the northern part. Okay. I'm going to have you do a constitution saving throw just because of the composition of this water and how cold it is. Mm-hmm. It's still might do damage, but it's, it's going to take a, a, a really shitty roll. Okay. Da 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 da. Moon Mother guide me. Yeah, that is a fourteen. Okay, that's not a shitty roll. You are fine. Oh yeah. Uh, it just sucks. <laughs> really bad. You're having. You're not having a good time. You can feel that cold trying to creep into the bones of your fingers and into your joints and trying, almost trying to sear off the flesh of your body, like it is. It is a malignant cold. So you get up to that northern passage, and it is a supply room, bereft of supplies, basically. It's bo- It's like boxes of feed, long since moldered over, and like oats. Why couldn't it be a boat room? And Yora's going to uh, um, 
So, can I do an investigation check to see if there's anything in this room? Sure. All right. Come on, baby. That's an 11. You're looking around suspiciously. And you're, you don't feel alone. A creeping sensation as if you're being watched. Mm. You don't. It's almost to the point of being incredibly uncomfortable. And you hear the scrabbling of claws on the floor behind you. You're, uh, uh... No, go ahead. What do you do? Yours is going to take out her... Yeah, she's going to take out her mace and jump behind a crate. And, okay. like, do a roll to face face whatever's coming up behind her. So you light up with, like, holy energy. You're ready to go. You you do, you do like, a, an Emelman where you roll forward but twist around and come up facing backwards. And you, you hold your mace out. And in the glow... A little rat is standing there with some, with some grain in its hand, just going, making a terrified face. <laughs> <laughs> but like, still chewing on the on the grain. <laughs> and then it goes and runs away <laughs> into a hole in the wall. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's on edge. <laughs> or. Not Jesus, say loon. Oh, I'm all alone here. <laughs> Which is never fun in a dungeon. Especially no. a spooky dungeon. Yes, Yora's not a fan of horror. With brain um, monsters. <laughs> Ugh. I hate those things. Zombies, part deux. <laughs> 2.0. If there's nothing else in this room, Yor is going to go back south, get in the water, and swim over to uh, where the boat is. Okay, make one more constitution saving throw for me. Oh, gosh. <gasps> That's a... Oh, no. That's a four. <gasps> okay. You're going to take damage. But probably like none. Eight cold damage. Alrighty. You feel that that seep into your body, and you're like, "Oh!" And it just stings, and like causes all your joints to ache, and your body to burn. And then you roll out of it onto the stone floor, uh, and you head south. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yora takes a second though to breathe. She's okay. just like lays there. Frost covers the floor of this dark. 15-foot square room. Mm-hmm. To your left and right are narrow tunnels, both uh, blocked by doors. And across from the entrance stands an 8-foot tall pillar of ice with a horned, pale-skinned humanoid figure trapped inside it. The pillar is wrapped in black chains, and the wall behind it is covered with brown fungus. And Yora, do a history check to see if this is... Uh, if this pale horned figure aligns with what uh, Fwester was talking about, about his friend. Sure. No? She can't remember how he was describing it. Okay. Just like horned, pale skinned, can't really make out the details. 
It's really weird, though. <laughs> what do you do now? You've got two doors to the east and west, and you've got the statue in front of you. And you are at the you're at the entrance right here. What you're is going to do is uh, first she is going to um, she's going to cast heal wounds on herself. Cure wounds. Cure wounds. Second level. She is uh, going to call upon where's my d8 she's gonna kiss the the amulet of saloon and go blessed mother please guide me through these phases that's a one that's a six it's a one and a six plus uh my spell casting modifier yes which is a uh two that's nine plus two from my uh, dope cleric abilities. Eleven. Eleven. So you regain those hit points that you lost in in the water. Perfect. And she's gonna go right or to the east, rather. To the east. Okay. Yes. Your left. Stage right. Stage right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but she's not really sure about this this statue, so she's going to keep an eye on it. Okay. Uh, you look down, and there's a door blocking your way. What do you oh. do? She's going to try and open it. Okay. Uh, it's locked. Mm. Only Buster were here. He's really good at this kind of stuff. She will... Uh, Cross to the other side. Okay. To the western. To the western. Straight uh, across? Entrance. Yep. Okay. Do, I believe, a constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. That's a four. Hmm. Actually, you were moving with caution, right? Because you were watching it. You said you were watching it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll your... You can roll that with advantage. I should have told you that before. Okay, ready? Mama needs a new pair of shoes. Uh, That's a 19. Oh, good. Because you're you're taking 4d10 cold damage. (laughs) So you're taking half. So you know all that health that you just got back? Yeah. Just get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> Twelve damage. Twelve, 12 gold damage. damage. Yeah. All that hard work you just put in? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just exchange. We're just exchanging damages now. We're just going. We're going back and forth. You're gonna heal. I'm gonna hit you. You're gonna heal. I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> Not a fan of it. Just so everybody's aware. And uh, a blast of cold air, cold frigid air and magic. Well, not even, not magic, just cold air. Slams into you, knocking you sideways and like crisping up 
the left side of your armor and then dissipates. What? Yours, like, gonna turn to the source. Seems to be coming from the statue. You bitch. <laughs> Yours gonna gonna move uh, further in, I guess. Towards the statue, or or to the to the door. To the door. Okay, it's also locked. Jesus. Okay, yeah. Uh, Yora is going to take her mace, and um, yeah, first she's gonna she's gonna knock. <laughs> Who is it? No. <laughs> That's even uh, worse. <laughs> right. You're gonna knock. Yeah. The door unlocks. Yora goes in. Okay. You walk in to a lusciously furnished room. It's like night and day from the area that you just walked out of. Uh, very luxuriously decorated. Uh, plush carpeting on the floor. A big four-poster bed. A large desk. A roaring fire. That doesn't have a chimney. I should note that. The roaring fire does not have a chimney. So the uh, smoke is just smoking? Nope. No smoke. Oh. But it puts off a lot of heat. It's warming the room. There's a, a, a dense, like, incense smell in the air. Uh, and there are rows and rows of books in the southeastern corner. Oh, here. Uh, this room is the private quarters, apparently, <laughs> of the albino tiefling who is sitting at a small desk in this luxurious room, writing in a book with a white leather cover. An ink-black crow perches on one of her horns and seems to read along with her, uh, with her scrivening. Without taking her eyes off the page, she says, Get out. The last tiefling I met was a lot nicer than that. Kadroth is a simpleton, and nothing else, a tool to be used to our benefit. And as a coward is, he's long gone by now, despite his... <sighs> temporal musings and strange spell effects. I was not really a big fan of, of his work, if I'm going to be honest. Hmm. You must be Yora. Yes, ma'am. And you are? You have me at a loss. My name is Melisandre Lestat. Uh, but most people know me as Avarice these days. You know, Wester has told me so much about you. He's here. Oh, yes. And she, she finally looks up from her page and then gestures with her head 
towards the fire and an armchair that is sitting facing the, fl- the flames. It's back to you. Wester, and Yora's going to uh, walk over to the armchair. Wester is bound in the armchair uh, and, and unconscious. Oh, Wester, Wester, and she's like gonna get down on her knees and like take or uh, start inspecting him, making sure he's okay. What did yeah. you do to him? I would never hurt poor Silvertongue. Despite his weakness, he is also a bit of a weakness for me. It would be. It is ironic that. He is the one to show up here as our plans come to fruition and and the the end begins to unfold the end game I should say begins to unfold you know I really did love him once really and truly but as a woman you can understand that men can hold us back from achieving our true goals to showing our true power and his caution and <clears throat> lack of spine held me back from becoming the powerful mage that I knew that I could be. So yes, I loved him. It was a childish thing. I've gotten over it. And uh, as you're, like, shaking him and checking him over, she adds, Oh, he won't wake up. Not now, anyway. I'm busy sifting through his mind. What? She she gestures at the book. He has information that I need. You talk all about strength and weakness, and yet you're still dependent on him. For now, yes, unfortunately. But that will not be so soon. Now, Yora, I have to ask, why do you follow him around? Or why does he follow you around? Maybe it's that way. I'm, I, well, I'm not. I'm not stealing your man. That's what you're worried about. Oh. No, I have no need for a, a man. And she she does she does air quotes, and the book that she was holding remains in the air. I have no need for a man. And then she goes back to holding it, and the the crow bobs his head up and down. <laughs> what a crow hype, what? man. I want to be friends with this crow. (laughs) Well, Melissa Andra. Well, I'm gonna be honest. Wester's a good man. I haven't known him long, admittedly. But at every turn and every opportunity, he's proven to be a man of renown. Not necessarily like word about the street, but 
someone who has your back and someone who who's trustworthy and good. There's a picture of her in the journal for everybody. And uh, I don't really often uh, meet people like that. Yes, he is a genuine soul, isn't he? He is. That always got is him that, in trouble. Is that why you loved him? One of the reasons. But it always got us caught up in trouble because the poor man had a sense of honor. That was fine when we were children, but when we worked for Xanathar, almost got us killed. So you could understand I had to shuck him off. Now. And she stands up, her uh, boots clicking on the stone floor as she walks over to you and lays a hand on your shoulder. I have an appointment. I'm done with the foul creatures that are inhabiting this castle. Feel free to do what you will. Okay? Just like that. Oh, yes. Now, Kadroth wouldn't have the same opinion, but he's already run out. So... Obviously, he doesn't care about keeping control anymore. And, uh, I'm done. So, I'm going to take my leave before this turns into a fight. I don't think... I don't think it's in either of our best interests to fight right now. Don't you think? Hmm. If you have an appointment. I have an appointment. I'm sorry. She holds up her hand and a book comes off one of the high shelves uh, and into her hand. The book that was floating dissipates in a shower of sparks. And she stops for a second, kind of stares off into space, and then looks at you and says, Have we met before? I can't imagine. Where are you from? From Waterdeep. Then definitely not. Hmm. All right. And as she's saying that, the book she's holding in her hand, you recognize as one of your father's tomes. A very powerful spell book. And she says, okay. And she tucks the book underneath her arm. The flame in the fireplace grows almost at her will and grows and grows until the flame is just filling the inside of the fireplace. And she says, good luck. And she walks into the flames and the flames go out and the whole room is empty. Like of everything? Of everything, yeah. It's an empty, it's an empty, cold, dank dungeon room 
Fluster's lying on the ground. Someone knows how to make an exit. Ah, right? <laughs> Yora's gonna go and, uh, and, uh, try and wake up Fluster. Uh, Fluster, you start awake almost immediately. It's like someone juiced my brain. Weesh. Oh my god, Fluster. Oh. Your you ex girlfriend's kind of a bitch. <laughs> Who? Melissa? She was here? Yeah, yeah, I just saw her. Oh no. What was she doing? Uh, Fuster, you're at full health. I'm at full health? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. You have been healed. You can see fresh scars. That makes oh, one of us. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head hurts too much to think about that. I'll ask later. Where'd Steg go? Is he still stuck against the wall? Um, he's he's a different wall. Oh, you. Uh, okay, you left us up there. Yeah, he's stuck against a different wall now. We should go get him and then get the fuck out of here. What about the tiefling in the ice? Oh, um, we'll have to see. All right. Ugh, my head. All right. Mm. Do you need help? And she'll offer her arm. He'll take her arm to help stand up. As you stand up, the last echoes of of the the meat grinder that was going on in your brain seemed to drop away with the sound of a very familiar musical lilting giggle. Yeah, she was... And as you get up, clutched in your hand is a piece of paper. Hmm. Don't call her. It's not worth it. Mm-mm. <laughs> He'll go ahead and read it, but not show it to Yora yet. It says, Silvertongue. I'm sorry for picking through your brain. It was not something that I enjoyed. But I needed answers. And thankfully you provided them for me. So. Until next time, love. I'm sure we'll run into each other again out here in this wasteland. Be good. Mel. He'll uh, tuck it away in one of his vest pockets and just mutter to himself, What happened to you, Pearl? Well, we should go pick up Stag. I'm sure that he's not doing too hot. What happened? You look like you went through hell. I, oh my gosh. There's uh, a lot happened. We met a brain that wasn't very nice. <laughs> um, Never mind. Don't tell, tell me. <laughs> Let's go to Stag. That's the best <laughs> description of that that I have ever heard. It must have had a migraine or something because it was very unhappy. <laughs> or, I guess, because of the situation that you guys are in, maybe it got brain freeze. Just oh. a little mad and grumpy. Nice. <laughs> And it can't lick the top of its own mouth <laughs> to warm up. So you guys exit the room. Uh, the statue 
thing, frozen majig, is out there. There's also the unopened door across the way. I'm not feeling very good, Western. Yeah? Just a heads up. Okay. I'm feeling rough. But... Also, that soupy feeling is gone, by the way. Hmm. Uh, Once Melisandre exited, the soupy feeling left. You can move around like normal. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. That's good to hear. Hmm. Do you want to check out that other room, Yora? Or do you want to just get on out of here? Yeah, I mean, we're here. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and check it out since you're looking a little worse for wear today. How long have we been out? And I suppose that leads into, Mike, do you want me to roll a d10 to see what skill I have? Has yes, it been that long? All yes, right. it has. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, so six is one, two, three, four, five. Animal handling. Cool. Roll it again. Oh. It's been that long. Oh, my goodness. Arcana. Cool. Roll it again. Insight. Cool. Roll it again. Quick, before we re-roll, insight what? on how many days it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Nature. Quick, roll it again. Animal handling again. That was seven, right? Six. Oh, never mind. Roll it again. Alright, doesn't matter. I'm rolling <laughs> it again. <laughs> Performance. And it's been a week. Fuck. Holy moly. Yep. We must be so hungry. I was just thinking the same thing. Very you're not busted though. You're not you're not hungry at all. It feels like you feel no different. Hmm. Well now that I'm feeling extra showmanship today, uh knowing now that this statue will blast me. Uh, Fwester's going to stick to the farthest wall possible and skirt around the outside towards C-22. Okay. Yor, are you following suit? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the path of furthest away resistance. Okay. The statue seems to just, like, loom in the background. Hmm. But doesn't do anything. Alright. So I'll go ahead and go to the door of C-22 and after, I suppose, testing it to see if it's locked, Forster will go ahead and lockpick it. Yep, go ahead. Alright, that's going to be a 14. Okay, simple lock. Alright. You unlock it. Cool. Throw that door open. This room is empty except for an iron lever that protrudes from an iron plate embedded in the north wall. I want to pull the lever. Yeah, you I, do. I'm not pulling it yet, but I want to. And he, Fwester says this. I want to pull the lever. He says pull it to your I want to pull the lever. I mean, I mean, the lever looks very, very tempting. I really want to pull. I'm going to. And it's not nearly as ominous because it's not in the dead center of the room. It's okay. on the northern wall. Okay. <laughs> it's you not like a big red button in the center of the room with a spotlight on it. It's just over there. If you want to... <laughs> get in the rowboat, Yora, in case things go south here. 
I don't know if... Or maybe if you want to be here in case things go south here. I think rowboat's probably the smartest. I can be our getaway, our, our getaway uh, rower. There you go. Um, so Yora's going to edge along the edge of the room and get in the rowboat and be ready to... Uh, to... This is a way better way to be on this water than before. Did you and swim through that? To... Yeah, I, I, I swam. I would be really cold right now if I could be cold. Are you drunk? Oh, we don't have to talk about it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Yora's in the boat. And Yora's in the boat. So once Yora gets in the boat and tells me that she is in the boat, Fwester's going to go ahead and make another bad decision this week and uh, pull the lever. Okay. With the sound of clattering chains and grinding gears and, like, the groaning of ancient mechanisms uh, and a slight rumbling in the floor, the lever locks into place in the down position. Yora, the wall to the east is lifting. Blaster! What? You opened a door! Cool. What door? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Use your dark fit. Oh, wait. It's <laughs> you. I have dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the grinding and rumbling stops, and Yora, the, the wall has lifted to the roof. And it seems there's more cistern beyond that wall. To the roof? Oh, I see. I, I understand. Yes. All right. So, back to the boat with little Fwester. Along the okay. outermost wall so he doesn't get Baja blasted again. Bazanked? Yeah. <laughs> blasted. <laughs> we should probably pick cool. up Steg before we... Cool, refreshing, deadly. Yeah, far too cold. Yeah, I am very interested in what's over there, but we should get Steg. He's just, he's over at the, he's over by all those bodies. Okay, you guys can row over there and collect Steg. Is he Steg. one of the bodies? No, 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 he's fine, he's fine. He's just, um... Technically. <laughs> you guys collect an unconscious Steg, and then do you are you heading into the eastern sister? We are, into C-23. Mm -hmm. Okay. The cistern from that wall continues another 40 feet beyond the, this blue marble slab that lifted out of the water. The water in this part of the cistern is thankfully free of half-frozen corpses, which can't be said about the rest of the cistern. And a narrow tunnel is carved into the north wall. Huh. Never thought about the bodies in the water before now. Nope, no, I Man, didn't I not recognize the bodies in the water. I'm not going to think about the bodies in the water anymore. Starting now, let's head north. I'm into that. This has been a really weird day. You travel through the northern passage. Uh, this five-foot-wide, eight-foot-high tunnel leads to a dark, cold room that reeks of filth. 
And as you enter this room, five dark shapes loom out and rush in for the attack. And that's where we'll end our session. Uh, Son of a bitch. We didn't even do anything. No. Maybe Damn they're like boy. they're like they're like one hit point each. Maybe. They won't be, but maybe. <laughs> I was running. Good episode, guys. Oh boy. Found out where all my uh, smart ass went, by the way. Oh, I've got so many pictures to post on the Instagram. I know. Intellect of our Melisandre. <laughs> that <laughs> guys, I don't know if you know, but <laughs> player sense in my head, that intellect of our is a bad sign. <laughs> oh yeah, I knew exactly what it was as soon as you started describing it. But fuck, Stag doesn't know shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. uh... This is beyond anybody else's experience. <sighs> um Yes. So, uh, plug your pluggables, y'all. All right. If you want to follow me online, you can follow me at Authorized Entry on Instagram. It's a neat place on a neat platform. Overall, pretty neat. Seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Canis or at TPK.Games on Instagram. That's C A I N U S. Uh, if you're going to hit me up on my personal, just as some of you already have, um, which was very strange for that to actually happen, by the way, I am shockified a little bit. There's like Shook. three of them. I, there was three of them, but like, still, it's like, what? <laughs> um, I'm happy to have you. Uh, just send me a message. You, uh, you got, I can't think of your handles, right? I'll look it up later. I can't think of your handles right now, but thank you for sending me messages because I would have just deleted your request right away because I don't know. Um, so good job. Uh, you'll notice that it's very stale and there's nothing going on there because I don't post on Instagram very often uh, unless it's like a story. But uh, tpk.games is a lot more active. We would prefer you go there so you can get updates and pictures and these maps and everything that goes with the podcast you can also find us at patreon.com slash tpkg there's a lot of bonus content there and we also have a tuesday show where sam and i talk about the greater world of D. it's called table talks it's wherever you get your podcast at right here is fine um and we're doing a series of ecology videos now where we're kind of going through a bunch of monsters and talking about history and all that stuff because I'm a gigantic nerd and I know most of this stuff. So it's, whew, it's a lot. It's, we're going to get super nerdy. So, you know, it's fun. And then it's broken up with some of the like current events and stuff in the D&D world. Uh, Gordo, what do you have for me? You can find us at games underscore TPK on Twitter. We occasionally do bird things and tweet. 
And I'm also shitposting at unauthorized entry. Just in spite of Sam. <laughs> Where I steal his pictures and occasionally put crappy filters over them and repost them. <laughs> because I am little more than a shit poster at heart. <laughs> All right, Sav, lay it on us. Well, you can find me at Merrily Sav on Instagram. That is at M-E-R-R-I-L-Y-S-A-V on Instagram. Uh, and for my Savism this week, it is... Uh, consider giving people a second chance. Whether that oh, is... <laughs> Um, whether, whether that is uh, somebody who's wronged you in the past or maybe a spooky voice inside of a corpse um, you can always give somebody a chance they might surprise you and they might turn out to be a brain with little little claws yeah. <laughs> that, that is know. a risk you have to take you never know but you'd mm. rather be a risk taker than someone who's closed off true True. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Remember to take care of yourselves, and as always, keep on rolling. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Mike, you're illustrious master of ceremonies, and I'm here to talk about some very important people. Our friends, our loved ones, and the people that support us the most, our Patreon subscribers. Patrons K Squared, Nikki Reynolds, Mark Merritt, Michael Lindsay, and Antonio M. We love you guys so much. We appreciate all of your support. These people are really super fans, y'all. And uh, you guys have a lot of special stuff coming your way. We hope that we can continue to give you the content and the stories that you want to hear ad infinitum. So that's all I really have to say. Once again, love you guys. We'll see you next week.